Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about something that's really important that you have to recognize when you're dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists breed other narcissists. And this is why I tell you when you're dating somebody and you think like maybe they could be a narcissist, you're not sure, always look at the family, okay? Because nine times out of 10, when you're dealing with a narcissist, they came from a toxic household themselves, okay? Their parents were probably narcissistic. One or both of the parents were narcissistic. And narcissists learn from other narcissists. In other words, if the narcissist grew up in a household where people didn't communicate, and let's say when their parents wanted to punish them, they gave them the silent routine, this can become a learned behavior of the narcissist that you are dealing with. So look at how that person was raised. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that people that are raised by narcissists become narcissistic. It depends on the individual. A person will become narcissistic if as a, you know, narcissists, they try to protect themselves from getting hurt. They never want to show vulnerability. So this is why they can't be transparent, they can't be vulnerable, and they hold a lot inside, especially when you're dealing with a covert narcissist. They can't communicate and they always have a wall up and you will never ever connect wholeheartedly with a covert narcissist. A lot of people talk about covert narcissists and they say, well, the way you're going to know you're dealing with a covert narcissist is that they always play the victim, yada, yada, yada. No, the way you're going to know you're dealing with a covert narcissist is that they're passive aggressive because they can't communicate directly. They never ever want to show their hand or take you on toe to toe because they are afraid of getting hurt. They can't deal with that kind of shame. So they're sneaky. Covert narcissists are sneaky and try to stab you in the back. So if you're dealing with a, let's say a covert narcissist, look at the parents, look at where they came from. All right. Now, a lot of times people become covert narcissists because they may have grown up in a trauma-filled type of toxic home, all right? So they dealt with trauma as a child, or they were the, you know, golden child, you know, the spoiled child, the person that always was entitled and got what they wanted. They feel they don't have to work for things. They don't have to respect other people. They can cut the line at a restaurant. They can cut you off driving, they feel like, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world and, you know, they're going to do what they have to do to get ahead. Nobody's going to get over on them. So narcissists are produced either by having a parent that either overvalidates them and lets them get away with whatever they want to get away with. There's no boundaries there, you know, because they're spoiled. They're the golden child. Or they grew up invalidated where, you know, they're always trying to validate their toxic parent. They're always looking, rather, they're always looking for their toxic parent's validation. This is why when you get involved with a narcissist, if they grew up and they were never validated, they are going to value their parents 
And, you know, they're going to even put their family ahead of you because they constantly want that validation from, let's say, their toxic mother or their toxic father. They constantly, their allegiance is going to be to their family because they have that thirst to be validated. All right. Now, people that don't become narcissists that had, you know, narcissistic parents are people that are very you know, self-confident in who they are. There's a couple of different reasons why that happens because they're very, you know, grounded type of people. They're very self-aware type of people. See, uh, a narcissist, you know, they don't want to self-reflect and look at themselves. They don't even want to look at their toxic family and say, oh, their family is toxic. They really don't want to do that because they can't deal with shame. So it's always somebody else's fault. So, you know, when you have general, general, uh, rather a generation, I'm sorry, you guys, I haven't stopped. When you have a generation of narcissists that go from generation to generation to generation, it's a toxic cycle that is very difficult to break. And the people that break it are usually the scapegoat and the truth teller. These are the ones that don't go along for the ride. These are the ones that expose their narcissistic family for being toxic, okay? Because they believe in the truth, okay? They're not cowards. Covert narcissists are cowards. That's why they can't speak the truth. They're afraid to speak the truth. They're afraid to face shame because subconsciously they have you know, a very fragile ego. That's why they're, you know, hypersensitive to criticism. You ever criticize a covert narcissist, you know, they, they won't tell you directly that they're pissed off. They're going to, they're going to hold it inside and they're going to pay you back down the road. They're going to plot in a way to try to get back at you. They might try to hurt you financially. They may try to smear you behind your back. Okay. But why do why does this happen? Because they may have learned this from the type of household they grew up in. They didn't grow up in a household where they were taught to communicate. It's like, you know, you could be dealing with somebody that is showing you no love. You're dealing with a narcissist. Any love that they show you is usually fake love because, you know, they want something. That's when they're nice, is when they want something. And then if they don't need you, they can run, you know, stone cold or disappear on you and they don't want to be burdened with your problems, all right? So if you look at that covert narcissist and you look at the background of that person, Okay, this is this is crucial, you guys, because, you know, the old saying is, you know, you don't just marry the person, you marry the family, too. And if you get into a serious relationship and if you ever have kids with them, you'll really see what it is because you're going to have to be around these people. And if you're dealing with a narcissist, they're going to expect you to kiss up to their family. It's not just to them. It's to their family as well, because you will have holy hell if you talk poorly about their family to them, all right? How dare you talk about their toxic family? You're the toxic one. And remember that that covert narcissist is talking behind your back to their family about you, all right? So they're a family of gossipers, 
All right. They gossip about people and they also pit people against each other. When you have, you know, covert narcissistic parents, when your partner's got covert narcissistic parents, a lot of times they're going to pit one sibling against another sibling. One sibling's going to be the golden child that kisses up to the covert narcissistic parent. And a lot of times the sibling is covert narcissistic as well. And then you have the scapegoat. And this is the person that everybody, you know, aims to hurt because, you know, you're calling them out for their bullshit and they don't like it, okay? They don't like it. So, you know, these type of households are not households of unity. They're households of competition, okay? There's not love there. So the point I was trying to make in all this is, you know, you're trying to get love from this covert narcissist, but they could have grown up in a household where they were never shown how to love somebody, okay? They don't know how to open up and, and be vulnerable and express love because their parents were cold. Their parents gave them the silent treatment. Their parents invalidated them. Their parents may have been passive aggressive, okay? Now, again, I, I remember this. Not everybody that has narcissistic parents end up like that, all right? It takes, you know, somebody that, you know, has a lot of, you know, awareness and realizes that their family is toxic and says, you know what, I don't want to be like them. This is not right. I don't want to be a fake and a phony. And, you know, I don't, if I have a problem with you, I'll deal with you directly. Then they're more forthright, okay? See, there's different types of people in this world. There's people that are very forthright, that speak their mind, and they don't care, you know, what you have to say about it. They're just going to let you, you know, they're just direct with it. And then you have indirect covert narcissists that, you know, play mind games. They don't tell you what's bothering you, all right? They'll have a face on. They'll give you a sarcastic smirk. They'll, you know make jokes at you and put you down and everything. What does that tell you? That tells you you're dealing with somebody who cannot communicate, all right? Now, there are other cases with this generational curse of narcissists where you yourself, as a parent, may end up with a narcissistic child and you haven't done anything wrong. You've shown that kid love, you validated that child and everything like that. And now your child is a narcissist. But you have to also look at both parents. You may not have been the narcissist, but maybe their other parent was the narcissist and they're feeling that lack of you know, love or never validation. Let's say their father was never in their life or didn't take an interest in them, but you're showing them plenty of love. You could end up with a child that becomes a covert narcissist because they feel very vulnerable, all right? You've done everything that you could do for that child, but because of the situation of growing up in a household, maybe with one parent or a broken home, or maybe there were arguments there, and even though you showed that child love, that child could still turn out to be a covert narcissist, and it's a defense mechanism. Covert narcissists, what, the reason that they do what they do is it's a defense mechanism because they are afraid of getting hurt. So they will never open up themselves to be completely vulnerable. 
even if you are the parent that is very open with them and you try to express love to them and everything like that, because they may not have felt complete or in control in their home environment because of the other parent who may have been toxic, they could end up being a narcissist or covert narcissist. And this is how it passes from generation to generation to generation. You see, parenting is very crucial in life to the development of an individual. And, you know, it's an extreme. People become narcissists because of one of two extremes. Like I said in the beginning, they are either a child that was overvalidated the golden child, the spoiled child that always got their way, or they were under you know, undervaluated and, you know, they feel like they got cheated. So they have to, you know, they have to be sneaky and they got to be devious and they have criminal minds to try to beat the system and everything like that because they feel life is not fair and they're going to get theirs and they got cheated in life. These are the two extremes that could happen to a child in developmentally growing up, all right? That's why you need, as a parent, you need healthy boundaries in raising children. Children need boundaries. They need to know that they can't just do what they want. They need to know that they have to be able to take turns. And this is what schools try to teach children. It's your turn. Now it's so-and-so's turn. Now it's your turn. Children need boundaries, you know, so that they don't feel that entitlement that they can go and do what they want and everything like that. And they don't have the enablers of, you know, the toxic parent that always gave them what they wanted and entitled them or other flying monkeys that always enabled them. So all of this develops somebody into who they are. Okay. You know, somebody who grows up healthy, developmentally healthy is somebody who realizes the two extremes, okay? You want to praise a child and you also, you know, want to punish a child. And, you know, you know, there's got to be punishment when they don't, you know, they do things that they shouldn't do. There's got to be a balance, all right? There's got to be consequences for their actions. They have to learn there's consequences. So... We have this generational curse of narcissists from generation to generation to generation. And see, you see this a lot in old time families, all right? I've seen it in my family. You know, grandparents that used to give the cold treatment, the silent treatment, freeze you out. And then you have parents that are doing that. And then their kids, some of them, will turn out that way and be like them. And, and then, like I said, it will be the scapegoat, the truth teller who, you know, innately is not like that and just feels the sense of doing the righteous thing, you know, telling the truth, you know, doing the right thing, being a direct person. This is just somebody's basic nature. Okay. Because Narcissists are not only developed into a narcissist, but it's your own innate personality, okay? When it's your temperament. So everybody is born with a certain temperament to begin with. You know, some people are very boisterous and loud and, and you know, their mouth is going 100 miles a minute. And some people are very quiet and, you know, submissive, and, you know, they take everything in and they're sensitive 
and everything like that. And that's more the covert narcissist. The covert narcissist doesn't feel the need to have to tell you off in a verbal manner. They pay you back quietly with the, the silent treatment, the smear campaign, gossiping behind your mat, ma behind your back, you know, triangulation with other people to gang up against you. They alienate you. So they're a little bit more devious and clever because you don't really see it coming. Okay. Like everybody says it's insidious. You don't really see it. And like, I also talked about abuse when dealing with covert narcissists. See, People think of abuse in terms of somebody getting beat up or somebody cheating on them. But abuse could also be somebody not validating you. You could sit there and try to have a conversation with somebody and they just roll their eyes at you. They, you know, change the topic when you're trying to explain something or they never, you know, acknowledge what you're saying is the truth. They don't validate you. And all of this is forms of emotional abuse. And why is that? That's because now you start to doubt yourself and now you have a loss of self-esteem because this covert narcissist is not, you know, giving you the credit that you deserve for being forthright and speaking the truth. They're not validating you. So that's going to make you doubt yourself. And this is what happens when you get in a relationship with a covert narcissist. You start to feel like you're the problem because you dealt with this fucking covert narcissist that played mind games that was not validating you and, and making you, by, by not validating you, it made you doubt yourself. And now what are you going to do? You're going to start to get anxiety. You're going to get depression. You're going to feel alone. You're going to feel the coldness of the covert narcissist because they are not warm people. They are cold people. They will leave you for dead. All right. Believe me. I know what I'm talking about because I dealt with so many fucking, so many fucking ones. Okay. And they are like, they are the last person that you want around when you have a problem because they will totally ghost on you, disappear, and don't want to ever help you out. They don't care. They're completely self-absorbed. But what they do is they make excuses why they can't be there for you. They won't tell you directly, oh, I can't be there for you. They'll say, no, no, I'll be there for you. And then when you call upon them or you look for them, they make sure that they're never available. Oh, I didn't have my phone on me. Oh, I, I, I fell in the parking lot. Oh, you know, uh, my battery died. Oh, I was sick in bed all day. They always have an excuse for everything. So it's not what they say. It's what they do. And they don't follow through. And that's a huge red flag. You're dealing with a covert narcissist because they say one thing and then they don't follow through. That's how you know they're full of shit. Okay? So you guys, all of this is generational because they a covert narcissist came from a home that, you know, there was so much trauma, and now this is, you know, how they protect themselves. This is their defense mechanism from getting hurt in the future with dealing with people is to not be transparent and to not acknowledge other people, to not give other people credit, and to basically they do the dumb routine. Nobody's dumber, plays dumber 
than a covert narcissist. And they also love to do the amnesia card as well. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Or I don't know what you're talking about. They know exactly what you're talking about. Never ever think a covert narcissist is stupid because that's the last thing they are. But the thing with them is they think they're smarter than you because they play the dumb card or they play the I forgot card. You guys, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut. You got to look at their actions and say, this doesn't add up. No, I'm dealing with somebody who's trying to mind fuck me here. All right. That's when you know you got to step back from it and then look at their family. Look at their family. A lot of times too, these covert narcissists, they were a child that was very jealous of their other siblings. Okay. So, you know, they're extremely insecure and wherever you see a covert narcissist, nine times out of 10, they are jealous of their siblings because maybe they felt their sibling got more attention. Maybe they were, you know, they weren't fawned over the way their other, you know, siblings were or something like that. So look at the family dynamic of the narcissist that you're dealing with, you know, are they jealous of their brother or their sister? Are they insecure of that? Now they'll never tell you that. They'll never tell you that, but you'll know it by little comments that they make. They might bring up something like, oh, so-and-so, you know, they always got straight A's or something like that. That tells you they were jealous. They were jealous. Okay. And you're dealing with an insecure, jealous person that can't be, you know, transparent because of their childhood upbringing where they never felt like they were acknowledged or validated because they were jealous of their siblings, all right, because of the attention that their parents gave to them, all right? So very important, you guys. It's not, when you're dealing with a narcissist, you're never just dealing with the narcissist. You're dealing with the dynamics of who how that narcissist developed, their family structure, their mother and father, are they toxic? You know, was the narcissist never validated by them or was the narcissist over-validated by them? Were they jealous of their siblings? Was there competition in that family? Okay. And, and when, when, you know, when covert narcissists breed other covert narcissists, guess what? That covert narcissist is now going to breed future covert narcissists because now they're going to treat their children the same way. They're going to give them the cold act when they, you know, want to control them. So this is how covert narcissists control people by the cold act. All right. And they'll do that to their children to the point where they guilt trip their children where the, the child is always trying to please the covert narcissistic parent. Because they're always trying to get that validation from them. So they withhold affection, all right? So if they grew up in a type of household with a covert narcissistic parent who withheld, you know, affection, now you're, deal you're taking a look at them and you're saying, they're doing the same thing. And they're doing the same thing to their children. So you got to look outside the box at not just the, the nor covert narcissist you're dealing with, but the structure of their family, 
their parents, their siblings, and how they treat their children, okay? It's very important. When you deal with somebody who's got children, look at how they treat their children. Because a lot of times people say that's how they're going to treat you as well. If they could care less about seeing their children, why the fuck would you think they would care about seeing you? They wouldn't, okay? If they don't care about their kids, they certainly are not going to care about you. If they're cold to their kids, guess what? They're going to be cold to you, all right? So, you guys, this is how this toxicity gets passed from generation to generation to generation, and this shit spreads, and you have a lot of fucked up people that are insecure, never validated, and now guess what they're going to do? They're going to take all that toxicity, and they're going to flip it on you and make you feel like you got something wrong with you, or they're going to make you feel like you've got to always kiss their ass looking for their approval. You got to recognize this toxic behavior. When somebody doesn't validate you, when you're speaking the truth and you're being fair with them, you got to say to yourself, you know what? They don't want to validate me. They don't want to give me any credit for anything. And why is that? Because they're fucking jealous or they're trying to control me to the point where they want me begging, begging for their attention or begging for their validation. You don't need anybody to validate you. You validate yourself. You got to back off from these people because these people are not in your corner. Somebody who's in your corner is going to, you know, they're going to be like, they're going to be you know, you're a cheerleader. They're going to be there for you, but you've got to watch out for these covert narcissists because what they do is they pretend to be your cheerleader, but they really aren't because when times get tough, the covert narcissist gets going. All right. They pretend to be the good guy. And especially to everybody else, they ask about you to other people. They try to pretend that they're concerned about you, but yet when you need them, they're not there to help you because you know what? They don't want to help you because deep down they despise you and they're jealous of you, okay? And their actions will show you. If they're not there for you when you're down, they were never there for you. Understand that. If somebody is not there for you when you're down, that person was never in your corner. I don't give a fuck how nice they were to you at other times and they appeared to be there for you. When they saw you were down and they were not there for you, that person was never in your corner. All that other stuff was just a front. And it was a front in front of other people to appear like they cared and they had empathy and they're the good guys all to make you look like the bad guy. They're horrible. They're snakes. Get away from them. So like I said, you guys, it's a terrible cycle. And, you know, when you see a narcissist, you've got to know that there's another narcissist that they grew up around that breeded them into what they have become, all right? What they have become. So if th their parents weren't narcissists, and, and weren't toxic and there wasn't a lot of trauma, then what you had was a parent who was an enabler that spoiled their child and made them into the spoiled brat, entitled person that always got their way, that never had boundaries, all right? And now you're dealing with this because it's a generational 
curse of bad parenting. That's all it is. It's a generational curse of bad parenting because a lot of people should not become parents and certainly narcissists should never become parents. Being a parent is one of the hardest jobs in the world because you have to sacrifice. And this is something that a narcissist just won't do. They don't want to sacrifice. They leave all the hard work to the other person or, you know, to the child themselves. They don't want to be bothered and they make excuses why they can't be there for that child. And when you have these type of narcissists having children, selfish people having children, or unavailable parents, emotionally unavailable parents having children to the point where that child who may have needed extra love and care and validation now you got a damaged person out in the world that's going to be damaging other people if they let them, okay? So the point of all this, the fruit don't fall far from the tree, okay? So I hope that helps you guys. I am losing my voice. I'm going on no sleep. If I've helped you, please hit the subscribe button. Please share the podcast and please have a great day, you guys. If you guys are having a problem in your dating or relationship or you're dealing with somebody maybe that's narcissistic, you don't know if they're a narcissist or you're just having problems, you're in a toxic relationship and you need some clarity on it, go to the link in the podcast description for my website where I offer email and phone coaching. If you have a quick question, just a quick question and you wanna get a video sent back to you answering your question, there's also a link there for Vizio, where I will send you a personalized video answering your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to let you know that The Game Exposed now has their merchandise available. Check out the link in the bio and you could go check it out. There's cool hoodies, cool sweatpants, cool hats. So go to the bio for the link. And also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at the game exp123 and also on Instagram the game exp123 okay and have a great day mm-hmm.